You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more information, go to knownlegacy.org. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Oh, what a beautiful morning. It's so good to be back with you, Travis. And Kyle, you are the blessing of blessings, my friend. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good to be back. I'm excited. Uh, this one we're recording, so I don't know when we're going to drop it, but we're going to drop it eventually. Well, So it could be winter. It could be spring. I don't know. It could be any time we want it to be. It could, it could be. It could be. So anyways, uh, today I'm really excited because uh, in the past, a lot of our guests have come through Bill and relationships he's had. But uh, today I am honored to introduce you guys to uh, a very old friend of mine. Um, he's not old. No, he's not old. But the relationship is old. It is. It, it, to, um uh, junior in high school is when I met him. Okay, so it's old. So you this, guys are old This now. little bumpkin from Illinois moving to San Diego, California, and I believe he sat in the chair in front of me or near me in our first class. It was, I believe, U.S. History. Did you I cheat off correctly. of him? I tried. Tried. He was a lot smarter than me. <laughs> I can imagine. He, he had a moral compass much more <laughs> dialed in than I did, let's be honest. And he still does. I'm not going to beat around the That's bush on that. good to hear. Anyways, it is my, priv- my privilege and my honor to uh, bring on to the show uh, Danny Ray. And um, he has, uh, I'll let him kind of tell you his story a little bit in just a second. But um, it has been a joy to see him grow over um, the years where he's a professional magician, illusionist. Um, he goes into churches and conferences and he shares um, not just mind-blowing uh, ma- magic, but this gospel message of Jesus Christ. That's and cool. uh, him and his wife just came out with a brand new book. Um, no, I can't make your wife disappear. And uh, that's disappointing. I was hoping for the answer to that, but whatever. Um, so Danny Ray, uh, introduce yourself to us. Uh, so my name is Danny Ray. I'm a pastor and an illusionist. I know an odd combination there, <laughs> but I have the privilege of sharing God's transforming message through captivating illusions and thankful to be on the show today. So thanks for having me, Bill and Travis. Thank you for being on here, man. We are so excited to have you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been cool because uh, Travis has, has shared a lot about your impact in ministry, and it's been really fun to hear. I'm a fanboy. You are. You're kind of, you got that, like, sweaty gleam, <laughs> like, fangirl right now. You're like, ah, ah. It's there. <laughs> well, and I also have a chest cold, so it sounds like I'm a jazz singer. I'm like, hey, everyone, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. <laughs> so. Well, we are so excited to have on, and I've heard a little bit from Travis, but I know that our listeners and our viewers haven't. So, Travis, share a little bit of this dynamic you guys have with each other since junior high. So, I want to I I hear your story, Dan, on how you remember us meeting. Uh, because I, I'm intrigued to see how much of my mind has corrupted this story over time. So, um, how did we end up meeting? So, I, I know you said we were in U.S. history class, and I, I do remember, you know, you being a little loud, you know, that, that hasn't changed. Travis um, no, was loud? <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's a fairly small school, so everybody knew everybody, but nobody knew you, you know? So, it's like, all right, um, what's this guy about? And really... Quickly, I learned that you're a man of faith, and I had zero faith at that time. I was not interested in faith, but thankfully, uh, you know, God changed my heart that way. There was a a heartbreak, and I remember you and I would walk around the field um, in the middle of, you know, lunch, and everybody's, you know, having, you know, lunch at tables or wherever they were, and we'd walk around the field, and I'd tell you my wham-wham. Oh, I got a story to tell you, Travis. (laughs) 
don't don't minimize heartbreak in high school, man. That's some of the most intense emotions you've ever felt to that yeah, point. It and it, yeah, it is. I mean, now we look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, what were we all about? But at the time, it is intense. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. No, it was intense. And you were very intentional about just listening and did a great job of that. And then really every day for two weeks, you would say, pray about it. And I literally like <laughs> in my head, I go, what does he mean? Like, what are we talking about? And yes. so that was... Um, the question I finally asked you two weeks later was, what, what do you mean pray? How do you pray? And that was the next day we ditched class to meet with um, Dan Monteverde and talk about yes. prayer. <laughs> From Young Life, or was it Campus Crusade? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. And, and, and that, that's a great example of like, if you have a good reputation with administration, we yeah. skipped the entire day. This was pre-cell phones. <laughs> I think we went out and um, we convinced two girls to go with us, I think, if I remember correctly. And in we went out Jesus' to, name. <laughs> yes! We were totally... Oh, my gosh. We played that off, and our parents were good with it. The administration was like, no worries, you guys are good. What kind oh. of school was this? It was School of Creative and Performing Arts, San Diego School of Creative oh, and so Performing Arts. Oh, so it was like, it was like, be you. <laughs> Go and be you. <laughs> it was a little bit be you before there was a be you. We're gonna movement. go be you and get some right. digits. That's what we're gonna do. How was the football team, Travis? How did you feel about that football team? <laughs> <sighs> He's still bringing it up. Senior year is Potter Puff game, and it was the first time the seniors ever lost, and I was a quarterback. But I digress. Anyways, wow. Um, wow. I will I will tell you something that was a, a benefit to uh, having a, a, a best friend who was a magician. So we'd go in and, and like again, like every high school kid, what do you do on the weekends? You drive around. Yeah, we yeah, did yeah. not drink. We did not party. We just yeah. drove around. We went to you know La Jolla Shores. We went to Mission Beach. I mean, Southern California was fantastic. Oh, that'd be amazing. And we'd go to like Wendy's or we'd go to Denny's. And I, I know you hated the standing. I know you hated it, but I thought it was the coolest thing in the world because I'd always be asking like. Hey, uh, can you do a trick? And Danny had this one trick that was perfect for up close magic, and it always made the jaws drop. It was, it was amazing because it you know like flipped the cards, and then he put a card in your hand. And you were convinced it wasn't your card, and then somehow, through illusion, he made it <laughs> your card. And we, if we were players at that time, we could have gotten so many. <laughs> girls numbers well, that's but awesome that you didn't we were just dopey junior <laughs> i mean g- juniors in high school and we're like hey whatever here you go here's a trick and i know you I, hated me when i did that i think you liked it because we got free food out of the deal right? yeah that's the <laughs> deal <laughs> so so it's a fat guy thing i got awesome. it so Danny, um, how long have you wanted to do magic for? Like, when did you? Because obviously you're talking about junior high. When did you start getting excited about magic and illusion and things like that? Like, what was the the, the aha moment for you? Yeah, so ten years old, I got a, a magic book called Close Up Magic by Harry Lorraine, and I was hooked. And at twelve years old, I did my first show called Razzle Dazzle. I know. That's Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> And I handmade 75 flyers, put little stars on each one of them. Wow. And, uh, we, we charged 25 cents. I sold 75 tickets. And, you know, I was the richest kid in town. So yeah. that was the, the start. At 15 years old, I started doing restaurant magic. That led to local oh, yeah. um, opportunities to do stuff throughout Southern California. And then at 17, when I met Travis and gave my life to Christ, I started to read the Bible for the first time, and it said, you know, magicians are going to hell. That's, that's not good. Not no, good no. 
I remember that conversation we had about that because you were really wrestling with it. I, I was, you know, because when you read that and you are a magician, it doesn't look good for you. And so <laughs> yeah. uh, you, Miles McPherson, Dan Monteverde, some other, I think Guy was, I don't know Guy's last name, but that was his name, Guy. Um, he was one of the, my discipleship leaders and, you know, kind of talked to several different people about it. And everybody was like, no, the magicians in the New Testament, Old Testament were very different. You had, you know, witchcraft and people calling up the dead and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm doing card tricks over here. <laughs> so, that, that's not what was going on. So thankfully with some wise counsel and then Travis's counsel. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate the distinction there between wise, wise counsel, counsel and, and then Travis. And, Tra- <laughs> and Travis was there too. That's why I love this guy so that's much. So awesome. Okay, so uh, 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 the journey, and, and you've you've been able to do Magic Castle in Southern California. I mean, you've you've hit the pinnacle on a lot of things, uh, uh, magic in the magic world, no doubt about it. But you just came out with a new book, right here, um, and it is about marriage. And so, give us a little rundown on kind of how you are able to blend again faith. The, the journey of magic and, and the science, I would say, of magic and the implications it has on creating and building a strong marriage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so about uh, my wife and I just celebrated 25 years. In Congratulations. About five, uh, so about five years ago, I started to think about what would it look like to take all the principles and the things that we've learned over the years. We've done, you know, a bunch of marriage conferences and I've spoken to marriage conferences now and you know, but you pick up all these tools and read a bunch of marriage books and just ideas that you pick up and practical strategies that we've picked up that have helped us create a great marriage. In about two years ago, it's like, okay, let's really do this and release it for our 25th anniversary. And so we started the process of where's the overlap with like sleight of hand and with biblical principles and how can we put that into a book? So I'll give you an example. Everybody says you can't read my spouse's mind. In chapter three, we'll show you how to read your spouse's mind, right? <laughs> and Dude, so I, I literally I got the book like like three days ago, and I read that chapter like two or three times because I'm like I have been dying to figure this out for so long. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you. So you know, I take the principles of a mind reader and and go, how can we use those to understand and to uh, and to communicate better with our wife? Another one is misdirection is fake left or go right you know magicians are always trying to get you to look away from you know the secrets that are going on but it's actually the opposite of that is magicians are trying to fo- have you focus on the right things so that you can experience astonishment and in this life that we have in this journey with god we want to focus on the right things with our spouse so that we could experience astonishment and wonder and the joy that he has in, in the context mm. of our marriage Yeah, so those are some of the things that we kind of lay out in the book. It's fantastic. I I know one of the things that you talked about is how when you and Kim read the book, uh, Five Love Languages, it really transformed you and your relationship with your wife. Talk about that a little bit. Did we lose him? Well, her uh, her love language is actually... I mean, access service. It's real similar. (laughs) So... When uh, we started to understand that uh, that she experiences my love when I serve her, and I experience her love better when with physical touch, that's my love language. And so early on, what would happen is 
she would tell me she's sorry, right? Because that's what she needed to hear from me. And I would put my hand on her because physical touch was important. So she thought, hey, I'm gonna serve him with like words of affirmation or like her love language, um, acts of service. So she would do things like that. But what happened is we were both still upset. And when we read that mm -hmm. book, we realized we needed to that. And instead of me putting my hand on her to communicate, hey, I've forgiven you, it's all good, is I needed to say, hey, I'm sorry, what can I do to serve you? What can I do to make this right? And she needed to put her hand on me, but we had to flip those so that we could experience love the way the other person needs it, not just yeah. we need it. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. So, so, you know, in the midst of pursuing your dream, we have a lot of guys who desire to pursue their dreams and come alive, but there's that yeah. balance in, honey, I'll see you in six to eight months and not losing your marriage. And so yeah. how have you, uh, in the midst of your journey, continued to fight for the heart of your wife while you're also pursuing your dream? Like, what does that look like for you on the day-to-day? -day? Yeah, so let me, let me talk about the beginning of that because really setting that up and how we set that up is how it works from day-to-day -day is we went through, it, it was a book, and I unfortunately I don't remember the book. I gave it to somebody. But there were 100 questions in this book of what risk are you willing to take as an entrepreneur? Mm. And we, we went through, it's like, are you willing to sell a car? Are you willing to sell your house? Are you, you know, so you have things like that. And Kim's like, a car, yes, a house, I'd kill you. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's good. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Honesty. You begin to set up those boundaries about what are the, the things in your life that you're pursuing? How is God showing you that? And we always, we would pray through and make sure we're on the same page, not just like, oh, I'm going to go do this. If God's not revealing that to your spouse or in my case to my, you know, to, to Kimberly, I, I'm not going to just press forward and do that without her. I'm going to seek wise counsel yeah, that's good. till we're on the same page and move together. And so we took a lot of risks starting out. And, you know, it, it was a scary time. We didn't have the finances to do it. We were, you know, uh, but we were on the same page. She was willing to to take six months to see, like, where we end up. You know, we had about mm. six months income that we could survive off of. And with that, we, we launched the ministry. And so That's I would cool. just say staying on the same page is crucial. And then that helps set the boundaries and the tone for the days to come. I love it. You know, I, I remember I remember there's been multiple times in, in your life and your uh, unique calling that God has given you that you've reached out to some brothers, uh, and I've been blessed to be a part of that, where you've in, you've engaged them and said, I need the prayer warriors lifting this up at this time, whether it be when, um, I mean, all of your gigs all of a sudden are gone in yeah. March of 2020. And there is no telling when any of those gigs, i.e. income, is going to be coming back to you, right? And, yeah. um, and even that, and then even with the book and, and stuff like that. And so I think that's another part that, you know, when, you're, when you feel like God is calling you to, to a dream and it's going to take sacrifice, first off, don't do it alone. Second, I love how you in, in brought Kimberly into that conversation. And third, find some brothers that you yeah. just trust and are known. Well, it's what we talked about last time. Yeah. Um, heart and soul armor bearers that were like, dude, if you're running after your dream, I got your back heart and soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that means I'm praying for you and your family at a distance, I'm going to do it, double down and make sure it happens. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. getting back to the book, Danny, you, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I commend you that, uh, you 
you jump in with both feet right away and talk about the importance of no secrets with your spouse. As a magician, yeah. you have secrets, but no secrets with your spouse. And you even share the story um, about early on in the marriage, I think it was the first year, you're driving around, she's at work, and um, you get um, t- temptation temptation grabs you and you find yourself in a place that you don't want to be. And then you felt uh, compelled. A porn shop, yeah. yeah. He finds himself in a porn shop, and and just the the, the shame that, that came with that, and then the hard part of like going, man, I this is a defining moment for this marriage, right? Yeah. I can either talk to Kimberly about this or play the internal game of it's no big deal, it's not going to happen again, whatever. I, I, you you talk to Kimberly, and so what about a guy that maybe is five, ten, fifteen years into a marriage and is still wrestling with that, and is terrified about sharing that kind of secret or another secret yeah. with with his spouse? What would you say to that guy? Yeah, it is transparency takes time, and, and transparency is a part of trust, but trust is the foundation mm-hmm. of your. And so, I would create space to talk to your to your wife and just say. I, I want to talk to you about some difficult things and not having, if you have kids, not having kids run around, like figuring out a place where you could be one-on-one with your, your wife and, yeah. and share truth with them. Here's the, the, the great dilemma. If you're 10 to 15 years into this, there are consequences in your wife. There, there are times where, and I, I could share another story, but there's, there's times with heartbreak and with your, your wife trying to wrestle through things that it, it could create a difficult space. When I was doing a youth ministry, college ministry, there was a woman I worked with that basically said she wanted to have an affair with me. And what? I, oh. she just like, hey, I wanna let you know I'm really interested in you. And this is somebody that my wife and I were really close to. And I just like backed off and did nothing. Like I was just like, we're not going to have any like conversation. I'm cutting off. Yeah. But I went told my wife. So literally, I've done nothing wrong in that situation. I didn't like try to lead her on. I didn't say, "Oh, well, let's go explore that option." Uh, right? right. But it created tension in our marriage for months. You know, like it was, you know, like, well, what did you do? Did you lead this way? And I'm like, babe, I wasn't trying to lead her on. I didn't. As soon as she told me, I told you. So yeah. even with being transparent, it could create difficult situations. So if there are things that you've done, that's going to create tension. But you have to deal with two tensions, the tension in your own soul of dealing with hiding secrets or coming open and dealing with the consequences with the possibility of there being healing, forgiveness, and grace in a deeper relationship. You, you know, it almost reminds me of Joseph and Potiphar's wife yeah. where, where he's like, I literally did everything right. And I'm in prison. And so, but then at the end of the story, God really does honor it. And, and I, I love what you're saying because you're still married and you literally wrote a book with your wife. So I love the fact that God's redemption and God is the great rescuer. And I think we don't want to ever forget that God is the rescuer of all of this. And no matter what we try to do in our attempts, we need to leave it. Remember that the gospel is not just for one day, but for every day is what I'm hearing you say. And as we leave it at his feet, God will redeem this. He is not in the business to go, well, you screwed up too much, you're done. Right. That's not how he works. And so I love the heart of what you're saying because that's exactly what our guys need to hear. And I guess I'd love to hear from you. If you could walk away from this podcast having shared one main truth with our listeners, what would you share with them today? 
Yeah, one of the practices that my wife and I have done from the beginning is it, it says, you know, do not let the, the sun go down on your anger. It's mm. a practice that transforms your marriage is what would it look like mm. if today you went to your, your wife and you said, you know, I know we've had a lot of tension. I know that we've been angry at each other at times. What would it look like for us to get on the same page? We've gone to counselors, pastors, um, friends, us, my wife and I personally, anytime it's like there's any hint of like tension, we'll go like, if we can't solve it, let's find somebody who can. So I would say do whatever it takes to create that situation where you no longer are going to bed angry because mm. they wake up and go like, hey, everything's great now. You end up in in our our tension and our anger and our bitterness that can come from that with our spouse affects every area of our life with our friends and our work and our play. And so yeah. I would just say, I would try to figure out how do you create a situation where you could be on the same page with your wife by not going to bed angry or bitter. Awesome. It's easy to say and it's really difficult. And I think it's, it's, it's learning how to take little steps of faith and trusting that the covenant you made with your wife and the reason why there's a ring on your finger for public display um, that you're committed to someone, it, it's, it's learning how to trust that commitment in those conversations. And, yeah. I, I, and, I, yeah. and I think it, it's not just a one thing. It's, there's layers to this relationship that you have to be bold in. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like the first layer, man, just make sure you don't go to bed angry. Second yeah. layer, are there secrets that you're keeping from each other? How do you begin to um, trust them with those secrets? And if you realize a secret is creating damage, then how do you find a counselor? And that's one of the things you and Kim did right away was we need to get a counselor. Yeah. We need to get a third perspective in here to speak, you know, the Matthew 18 stuff into our lives so yeah. that I, I begin to see her and understand her. She sees me and understands me and the, the voices that can sometimes create so much just tension and poison in her own minds can be silenced because we've sit at the feet of a, a, a trustworthy counselor. Yeah. You know? Amen. Um, Danny, I, I think, um, I think the book is fantastic. Like I said, I, I got it a few days ago, so I kind of skimmed it and, and sped read through it. And it really is a, a recommendation. I think it's a fantastic tool and resource. Um, unfortunately, most guys will get it and never read it um, because we're guys and we're bad at that. Amen. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. But I think, um, Husbands, get this for your wives. Um, and, man, be disciplined. Read it and, and really invest in because I think there's some really practical um, tools in there. And what I love about it is how you wove the story of magic and the successes of tricks and the failures of tricks. That's one of the stories that really shook me at the introduction um, of your, uh, your uh, I think it's a Houdini trick that you had done hundreds of times. And all of a sudden something happened and you're like, I can't do this trick anymore. Wow. It was it was shocking. Am I right on that? Yeah, I was I was in New York going underwater. So it was an underwater escape. And the day before I was in San Diego doing it and my daughter had seen me go underwater for the first time. And, you know, with, with the kids, we've kind of protected with them with some of those. But she was probably seven or eight years old. And uh, I had her in my head. So in New York, I'm trying to get out of a handcuff but I just keep picturing my daughter and I need to be completely focused. And it's the first time in my career that I could not escape. And so I had to uh, ask for, for help on getting out, which to ask for help, like literally you have to get a handcuff off and like bang against a chamber 
<laughs> you know, I'm underwater, you know, so there's, uh, I'm hoping that over the music that the guy locking me in hears me trying to get out. But I literally thought I was going to die under there. Like, it wow. Was, it was terrifying. Well, you know, uh, if we're honest, there's probably some guys that are um, not finding themselves underwater, uh, literally, but phys- figuratively with their marriages. Absolutely. And feel like there is no hope and um, they're about to fail at it. And I think what you did and how you worked with Jeremiah, um, ask for help. That's why Bill and I do the podcast because yeah. we know that it's hard to ask for help sometimes intimately. So we do this at a distance, but we really encourage you guys, if you are finding yourselves in a tough situation, whether it be vocationally or within your marriage or raising your kids, um, don't pretend like you're John Wayne and you got it and pull yourself up by ask for help this journey was never meant to be done alone yeah. you need good friends you need good brothers if if bill and i um can be of assistant to you great but find someone local that you can just begin to seek help with that can speak life into you not death and uh, can bring truth to you as you navigate um at the time what is the most intense emotions and feelings you may be feeling for whatever reason you know anybody can hide their scars it takes true manhood to actually reveal them right and say here is my wound and so so thank you so much danny for your wisdom today for this book guys go pick it up we're going to put the link in the description below so so check that out um where is it going to be available danny where, where is the book available right now It'll be available at all local bookstores, Barnes and Noble, uh, currently at Amazon. But you I, actually, Barnes and Noble, I think, books a million. There's a, a bunch of different websites you can get. Nice, nice, nice. Well, make sure. So, but we'll we'll put a link down there for you guys to purchase it online. And Danny, thank you so much. We have one more little segment for you today. Oh yeah, we do. It's uh, it's rapid fire, fast five, right? <laughs> yep, that's it. That's what it's called. So fast five. We got a couple questions for you. Uh, are you ready for them? I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So it says, uh, if you had to live in a decade, decade, which would you choose and why? Oh, a decade. I don't. It seems like you know, even though this isn't necessarily true, like the fifties. It seems okay. like there's something magical about those fifties that. <laughs> that I, I think it would be fun. I love that you guys are side by side and somebody's rubbing your ears. That's <laughs> how it goes. It's, a, it's, a, it's the life of a cigar shop. Yeah. Uh, so probably the 50s and learn, some, uh, yeah, learn to take care of a, or create some vehicles and race some old style vehicles. I don't know. That'd be <sighs> that would be nice. Cool. Nice. Okay. What is your favorite Bible verse? Deuteronomy 33, 12. It says, blessed the uh oh! Oh wow! <laughs> uh, <laughs> blessed is the one who uh, it, Deuteronomy thirty three twelve. Uh, I don't know. It, <laughs> Good enough. Now, it, uh, it says let, uh, that he secures him or her all day long. The one the Lord loves rests secure between his shoulders. Yes, but that's like a paraphrase. But it reminds me of like with all my kids, how I've always held them. And then it says that the, the one the Lord loves rests secure between his shoulders, that, that he holds us and cares for us. And for those marriages that are struggling right now, just know that God's holding you and he's for you. I uh, love it. Love, yeah. it. love it. Okay, if you could be a character in a movie, who would it be and why? Character. I feel like Jason Bourne. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yes. Uh, like, I mean... That would just be like amazing to be like, except I want the memory, but I guess you know, that's true. You have to lose the memory, so you know what's amazing? 
knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what I love is everyone that we've ever asked this question to, they always go for an alpha male. Like yeah. they're, they're never like I, I want to be some background. It's always like the alpha male. The the I want to be squints right. and uh, <laughs> Paladino. <laughs> Paladino. <laughs> You're killing me, squints, smalls. Oh, man. Okay. Right. Um, what toppings would you put on your worst enemy's pizza? Oh, so I don't know. I've seen probably because I've seen Jason Bourne. I would probably so my favorite's just like simple pepperoni pizza, and I'd probably put that just in case like he. Thought like it was poison, and he made me eat it. I'd be like, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> genius. Slight of hand in that one. Mind blown. Okay, if you had to pick one color your shirts could be forever, what would it be? Probably just simple, blue or gray. Like ah, oh, blue. blue. I like yeah. the blue. No. Yeah. And then we All have right, a very final qu- question. Final, final question, question, Travis. It is final. fall here. And uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, as you know, I'm from Illinois, and so we have apple trees up there, and so we have something called apple cider donuts. And so my question for you is this, simple question. Our friendship is on the line on this one if you answer this one wrong. <laughs> Would you rather have an apple cider donut or any other donut in the world? <laughs> okay, so Travis, uh, <laughs> it's you need to take me out for apple cider donuts the next time we Oh, yes, we do. Oh, oh, we will, my man. It, it, it will be done. <laughs> oh, yes. It will be done. Danny, I love you, brother. I love uh, being a part of your journey and seeing how God has uh, continued to use you and shape things and um, shape people's lives and hearts and uh, bring eternity into people who are lost and lonely. Mm. And, Lord, I'm really uh, excited about the book and what you're doing with it. So, man, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, as always, follow us on knowlegacy.org. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook as well as Instagram. And if YouTube you have any channels, questions or, like yep, if you have any questions or comments, info at knownlegacy.org. We would love to have you. Um, if you ever see have a chance to see him live, um, his magic is fantastic. Uh, God bless you guys, and uh, we'll see you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the No Legacy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so email us your questions or comments to info at nolegacy.org.